Hi, welcome to another episode of Not Another Sneaker Podcast. I'm Julian Osius, and I am here with the one and only De La Salle alumni, Jake Willard. How you doing, Jake? I'm doing pretty good, Julian. It's uh, the end of, well, to be to start off, I mean, so we're recording this. It's the end of uh, Dead Week, so week 10 here at University of Oregon. But uh, this is our end of term finale. Obviously, this is Friday of finals week when this is coming out. Um, and so we have a very special guest that's going to be coming on later on the show. And we're really stoked to have him. But uh, I'm doing pretty well. I just finished my uh, my last class as a student at the University of Oregon. Congratulations, Chief. Thank you, dude. It's pretty exciting. Um, and of course, I had to rock some some cool kicks to celebrate. Um, I'm wearing the... This is probably the closest thing I'm ever going to get to the Pit Crew Jordan 3s. But it's the, the Oregon Pit Crew shoes, I guess general, just Nike shoes that have the trees on the side, say Pit Crew down the back. They look like a pair of Chucks. I, was, I remember when you got these. There's a, there's a pretty good story. There's a pretty good story, and I'll tell it in brief. But basically, I remember I woke up early one morning, and that was freshman year. So it was my freshman year. It was about three years ago. And I just happened to wake up early one morning by chance. I usually don't. It was like a Saturday. Yeah, it was, it was weird. So I woke up by chance, and I was up nice and early. And then all of a sudden, the pit crew tweeted out, hey, we're doing the scavenger hunt around campus. And they're going to tweet out a random location. Um, and the first person to get there and find the golden ticket would win a pair of the shoes. And so I remember... I saw that it was happening. I and then I scrambled. I remember the. I think it was like he texted me. Yeah, I texted Julian. I'm like, "Do you up?" And he wasn't up yet. But then when he got up, he got involved. Naturally, I wouldn't. Yeah, but I I remember I was like up early, and so I think the first hint was at the EMU, the Urban Memorial Union. I I couldn't find the ticket there, and then the second hint was at the library, the night library. And I remember I sprinted to that library, and it was in a book. So like they tweeted out the book, and so I went to the front desk and asked, "What's where's this book? Where's this book?" And then they showed me where the book was. I went up, and then right as I grabbed the book off the shelf, some guy came up behind me. But I found the golden ticket, so I got the golden ticket. Um, and then I remember the very next basketball game, we redeemed the golden ticket. And also that basketball game was will live on in infinity because I was one raffle ticket away. They're also doing Pit Crew Jordan 3 raffle that game. I was one number away from winning a pair of Pit Crew 3s. That was almost the luckiest day of your life. I, I cried. I, I literally cried, shed tears because I couldn't get that shoe. And that's still my grail to this day. Um, So one day I'll get them, hopefully, if I don't want to shell out five grand or whatever. But yeah, so that's why I'm rocking on feet, though. It's just the generic Nike pit crews look like some chucks. I mean, I'm always going to keep them because of the memories. It's just always going to be a special shoe to me because of that. So that's a lot of fun. But uh, Julian, what are you rocking on feet today, dude? So today I am wearing some KD5 DMVs. Um, This is a pretty important shoe to me as well. Not for like the same type of reason, but it was like the first sneaker that I went with my mom to go uh, camp out for. So we went, I think Foot Locker opened at nine o'clock and we went at like 630 and we stayed there for however many hours it was till they opened up. They opened up a little bit early and there was probably about 25 people in line, 25 or 30 people in line, which is more than I expected. But this was the first KD5 to release. So that's why it was such like a... That OG colorway. Exactly. OG colorways are always... I don't know. I I love OG colorways more than like any other. No, I, I agree. I feel like it's just like the initial hype is always around yeah, that colorway. Yeah, exactly. So. And so this is like a orange and cr- it's like a crimson and like neon green yellow colorway. Uh, the high top KD5. Um, it's honestly, the silhouette's not great. It's just super simple. It kind of looks like a hyperdunk, but I love it. And I forgot I had this shoe actually for about a year or two. I found them as I rearranged my room a few weeks ago, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my, how do I forget I have this shoe? So now I have them, like, up in my shelf, like, where you can see them all the time, and I've worn them, like, two or three times this week just to 
get that use back out. They still look dead stock, honestly. It's crazy. <laughs> That's what happens when you have so many shoes like we, we both do. I mean, you just forget what we have sometimes. So, gotta love when you sit on a, on a gold mine like that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's kind of fun. You, you find a shoe and you're like, man, I know why I bought this now. This is awesome. I should wear this. <laughs> absolutely. And I feel like that's kind of fitting because one thing we want to talk about first before we kind of get to the, the big part of the podcast and we'll, we're not going to give it away right off the bat, but it's going to be very special. But the, uh, the KD12, we've been seeing some, uh, initial renderings, initial images and, uh, it's a, it's a different, it's a big change, I think, from what he had with the 11. And uh, Julian, you said you really like the like the shoe, like the silhouette. You want to talk on that a little bit? I might be a little just excited about it because this silhouette actually looks like something a person should wear on their feet. And uh, I can't say that about the last three KDs. They've been pretty, pretty rough besides like really obscure colorways. And maybe that's because he's been in Golden State. And none of them there have particularly good shoes. Um, maybe that's kind of it. Sorry, Steph. Ouch. Uh, sorry, Clay. Your shoes are kind of doo-doo. And, uh, <laughs> Katie, you kind of followed suit once you got there. But this new one is definitely more like street wearable, at least to an extent. But it still has all the same technology that this latest model had besides the Flyknit. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for that, especially because it seems like Nike basketball this last year with the new Kyrie five and the way they've been pushing LeBron's as we talk about almost every week, it feels like they're actually trying to get like street wearable again. And they've taken, they've gone away from that for the last few years. So I really hope that this KD can be another one that brings the KD uh, line back to back to the limelight for sneakerheads in general. Yeah, absolutely. And like they, they did a lot of cool technological features in it. I know there's a new fly, I think it's a fly wire system that they're uh, inputting in it. So that's kind of cool. And then it's got this cool like translucent sole that kind of comes up higher on the on the side. So it, like the Nike swoosh Almost goes like into Kobe it. reminiscent. Yeah, a little bit. So I mean, it's just pretty cool to see um, that they're bringing in some of those styles and getting back to that streetwear style and i know you, you you're the you're the resident basketball shoe guy for us so i mean you, you're nike excited ba- i love me some nike basketball i really do absolutely so if you're excited about it you know it's going to be it's got to be a good shoe so it's excited to see what colorways uh are yet to come and when they officially announce the release date which we don't even know yet so yeah it's just the first pictures eventually soon maybe the playoffs either playoffs or the beginning of the new season but if they're getting leaked now probably playoffs playoffs seem to be the target date especially because we still have two weeks to the playoffs so that yeah could, there's some time that could be a, a quick turnaround for that yeah also look out for the Giannis uh Ooh. The, the Greek freak Greek one freak. that I, I want to see these putting out uh his brother like teased us recently he had like a box that said like the Greek freak one and he like opened it up and he had like his hand in a circle or like the where you like punch somebody when they look below <laughs> you like your waist or something like that got him yeah that in the box yeah I got him <laughs> and he was like trolling us with that but I am got excited about that shoe because Giannis is pretty um electric and honestly league. and I, i'm greek so i definitely want to support my greek compatriots the, fe- so. the fellow compatriots exactly so that's Countrymen. pretty cool it's the exciting time for nike basketball right now especially with the playoffs coming up so Absolutely. that's pretty cool the playoffs i mean when they used to put out elite models used to be pretty exciting and then they've kind of changed the they just put out new models yeah like, during it so. which is sick I'm, I'm excited. Uh, you know, we don't have to wait for the whole summer yeah. for a new shoe. So that'd Absolutely. be pretty cool. And I think another shoe we definitely have to touch on, um, we're kind of going a little quick, but uh, the the Air Max 90, the Mars colorway of, of those shoes, the, these shoes are, are definitely catching some waves right now on social and in, in the sneaker world. And people are super hyped on it. I mean, I feel like space theme anything just does well for Nike, which is kind of cool. Um, obviously in moderation sometimes, but this one's like eccentric. It it just does well. It looks great. 
uh, people are excited for it. And I mean, Julian, you, you're the one who brought this to my attention first. And like, the, these are amazing. And you're, you're stoked on these, right? Yeah, it's like the uh, the part two to the moon landing right. Air Maxes, the, uh, the 90 AMs that they released uh, four or five years ago now. It's been a little minute. And th- those were such an amazing shoe when it came out. People loved them. And I think after they released and start like you started seeing influencers and sneaker Instagram guys wearing those original ones, people were like, "Man, this is really really cool." It has the 3M and it looks like a moon. Yeah. And then on the back it had like the American flag on it for like right. the moon. Oh, oh. they were just it's such an amazing shoe. And this is like the same type of play mm-hmm. instead of the moon, it's Mars. Yeah. That's the the theme of it, Mars landing. And so it's like orange again has the 3M, and mm-hmm. I think they stuck with the same theme. And they made it different enough, and I, I think they hit a home run, honestly. I think the shoe should is, to me, one of going to be, like, the top five releases of the year, honestly. Especially, like, individual releases. That's not, like, a Yeezy or, like, an off-white right. or anything like that. I think this is a big deal. Yeah, I think they're they're amazing, and, and Nike did a phenomenal job on these. Just just kind of bringing back something that was hype and putting the new a new spin on it, um, making it unique. That's always a, a powerful thing. Um, I think the last big thing we want to talk about, and then we'll probably hit a little bit of rapid fire before we get to the the big segment, the Oregon women's basketball team received a pair of Jordans this year. We kind of predicted this a little earlier on in the podcast that the women's basketball team is just playing at such a great level that we expected them to get some Jordans, some PE Jordans over the men's team. And the women's team did get a unique pair, so they got the, the same Jordan 6 that the football team got for the Red Box Bowl. They got The women's basketball team got that, but it was white. And the white was so much better than the black. It's just not even close. Not right? even close. I think it's because it's leather. That makes a difference as well. Yeah, not suede. Yeah, not suede. And I mean, like, six is usually, like, it's usually a mix of leather and suede. Usually not all suede. But, I mean, obviously the the sixes, the, the infrared sixes, those are all suede. But, like, some of them, I don't know. The best ones, in my opinion, are the ones that kind of either are all leather or a mix of leather and suede. Um, but, yeah, these ones are all leather. They're white with the same, the neon, the volt green, and then the wings on the back, and then the, the organ O uh, dotted on the side. I mean, and they took some amazing snow picks with them as well. So I think that helped as well with the initial launch of it. But it's just super cool to see that the women's basketball team getting some PEs, getting some recognition. And I mean, yeah, the, for some reason, the white's just so much better, right? Yeah, it, it's just a better. I don't, usually, to me, at least, white sixes or like white base sixes. So like Olympics and Carmines, mm-hmm. uh, those are the ones I like more so than infrareds and stuff right. like that. I have no idea why. It's just kind of a personal preference so i just love this all white i I, they're really cool the um the only issue i have with them is we've talked about this outside of the podcast um they use like oregon's two not the worst logo obviously the o is iconic but they put it in the like middle it's super subtle yeah of like the upper and it's kind of strange like it feels really forced Mm -hmm. and then on the back they use the old win the day wings which just we don't even use anymore Mm-hmm. As a as a logo for the team, so that just kind of felt strange. So maybe I feel like these shoes are actually made a few years back, and then they're kind of like giving them out now. You you feel me? Like maybe, designed yeah. a while ago, and they made them. And they're like, oh, well, we might as well give them to somebody. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I mean, I know Tinker Hatfield always is, has a big play, big role in uh, the designing of these shoes. So I mean, it's still cool when when it happens when we get them. Um, these sixes were definitely uh, a different direction, especially with the the Tinker Jordan three we got for the football team in the fall i mean it was just the sixes was just kind of like random out of nowhere but i mean yeah the white ones i think are, are definitely better than the black and the men's basketball team did end up getting a pair of PEs as well and they got the sixes the black colorway like the football team 
And so I just like that they gave the woman their own exclusive colorway and like they got the better colorway in my opinion. And I think they're they're deserving of that because they're so good and they're going into the NCAA tournament eventually, like soon, coming up soon, and um, it's going to be exciting to see where they go. Best of luck to them. Honestly. I hope the men make it. I don't think they will. They're, as of right now, they're, of, they're... They're in the Pac-12 tournament right now. Yeah. So we don't know how that's going to pan out. But if they if they went out or get to the finals, they could sneak in. Maybe. But the the women are definitely in. Yeah. And they're going to be a one or a two seed. Most likely a two seed. They finished Because seven. they lost to Stanford. Yeah. So, I mean, it wouldn't be bad. They could play in the Portland region, and then they could get some fans up there. I know I'm driving up if they're in the Portland region, so that'd be electric. Um, and we have a few rapid-fire things we just want to mention that are uh, going to come out. Um, we talked about that there is a, a Reebok pump coming out as kind of the OG. Julian, you know more about that one. Yeah, just, talk on that? just the uh, the Instapump Fury Reebok. Uh, probably one of their – probably their best model, honestly, especially over the last few years. Even collab wise and everything, Future has done a, a colorway and Bape has too, and it's it's just a good colorway. But it's the like original mock up, so it's the prototype, and that's like what they're calling it too right. of the Insta Pump. So like you pump up and like the airbag gets a little bit bigger. That whole gimmick, it's like the original for the running casual wear. Yeah, excited for that. That'll be really cool. And then Ronnie Fig has a new uh, Adidas shoe coming out, right? Uh, he is, ooh, I don't even remember the name of the, the shoe, like the YMW or yeah. something like that. Some weird combination of three letters. But, I mean, Ronnie Fike, whenever he, he puts a, a colorway on a shoe, it, it's usually pretty gold. Mm-hmm. And, and this one follows suit. There's actually two. It's like an orange and a blue. Yeah. Or an orange and a green. And uh, pretty fire. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there was what, one other shoe we wanted to touch on. Do you remember? <laughs> something. There's a lot of stuff coming out. I'm still excited for the uh, the, the Tinker 3s uh, in the Air Max 1 colorway. Um, initially, we had said that those were going to drop for $200. The price got jumped up to $225. Um, but there are five removable swooshes, elephant print, white, 3M, red, and, um, and gray. So that's that's exciting. So I'm excited for those to come out. Um, I'm for sure going to try to cop a pair. Uh, shout out to Tinker. Shout out to Tinker. Also, the, the Geode Yeezys. If that's what it cares. was. Yeah. If anybody cares, I don't. It's the the seven hundreds and like maybe the worst colorway honestly. Yeah, just easy hype's kind of dying. If you like them, go get them. But you know you could save your money. Yeah, you you could buy something else. Yeah, you'll figure it out. All right, but yeah, those are those are the rapid fire releases, and we touched on everything we really wanted to to talk about. Um, and now we want to definitely get into the the big part. The we talked about it's the end of term finale. Um, we are coming back next term, so don't you worry. We'll be back with 10 to 11 episodes in the spring term, so get excited for that. Short weather coming, styling your shoes for shorts is, is a whole different beast, and we'll talk about that for sure. But for the end of term finale, we wanted to bring on a very special guest. And so I'm on the University of Oregon Running Club. I'm the president, and one there was a lot of news to kind of come out of the running club this year with one national Mr. news. National news. Not just like... At, international not, news, not to be just, honest. Yeah, not just like Emerald Media News, which... It's always it's a great outlet. Follow them on everything. If you're if you're listening to this, you probably Absolutely. already are. But do it. But this was like really big news. This went viral. Actually viral. It literally went viral and it was really exciting. So Mr. Justin Gallegos, University of Oregon Running Club, first professional runner for Nike with cerebral palsy. Really big deal. Really cool thing. I was there when he got to sign his contract. It was super special. They made the video that went viral. Sports Illustrated shared it. Uh, Elevation Zero M made it. Big shout out to them. Uh, Those guys are doing awesome work. So 
Um, but yeah, Justin Gallegos, we were able to bring him into the podcast studio here in Allen Hall and the University of Oregon campus. Talked to him a little bit about his experience signing this contract with Nike. It's Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month, so we touch on that and just overall what it's like to have all the cool shoes and what this all means. And we talk about a shoe that he's actually worked very closely with Nike on. And so, I mean, yeah, we're excited to bring him in and uh, we're going to throw to that interview with Mr. Justin Gallegos now. All right. We are here in the Allen Hall podcast studio and we are sitting down with Mr. Justin Gallegos, uh, Zoom Magic, as he is referred to, also a sponsored professional runner with Nike. Uh, it's a pretty big deal. Justin, thanks for coming to the podcast studio. We always appreciate bringing in some cool guests. Uh, and so we're really happy you're here. I think the first question we've got to ask, it's the most important question we ask everyone who comes on the show. What are you rocking on feet today, dude? What do you got on, what do you got on your feet right now? Well, first of all, thanks guys for having me. Right now, I'm wearing my Pegasus Turbos. Nice. They're super comfy? Yeah, they're definitely a comfy shoe. Uh, fun shoe to run in and a great shoe just for walking around and one to put all the miles you can on them. <laughs> and they got that 4% foam in them, so that's kind of a big deal. So. Yeah, it's it's definitely improved. Um. It, it definitely feels different running on the 4% foam. I believe it. So Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So, obviously, we want to kick things off. So, we talked about this a little bit outside the podcast studio, but the month of March is actually Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month. Um, and so, that's really cool for you, and you're always very outspoken on social media about that stuff. And so, do you want to give us a little like background about your experience as, as a runner with Cerebral Palsy and what Cerebral Palsy Month means to you? Definitely, yeah. Um, I was born with cerebral palsy. I didn't walk until I was three years old. Cerebral palsy, just raising awareness means a lot to me because I think it's one of those disabilities that's not talked about very much compared to other things like um, mental health or stuff like that, then I think if we can raise awareness about physical disabilities, especially cerebral palsy, it can create much-needed awareness because cerebral palsy is much more common of a disability than people think it is <laughs> and I think my experience with it it's definitely had its highs and lows but overall I'd say cerebral palsy it's been it's been almost a gift in my life it, you have more challenges, but it's it's brought a lot of good in my life as well. Absolutely, and I think your story is just so inspiring because of what you've been able to do with it, and you still continue to run. And I I remember when we first we first met, it was a uh, you were I think it was your senior year of high school, and I was covering a, a cross country meet down in Southern California for Flow Track, and we saw you finish your race and we went up and talked to you and then we learned a little bit more about your story 
um, saw the YouTube video that was made uh, by your high school teammate. And so that was really cool and that you've been able to really overcome. And we've kept in touch. You came to the University of Oregon, joined the running club, and it's been really cool to really run with you and get to know you and see how much running has become a part of your life despite uh, this disability that you have. And so it's just really inspiring to see you really overcome uh, all that and continue to run. And obviously with with running, it comes the connections that you've made with, with Nike and everything. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. And that you want to talk a little bit about, so you had that viral video that, that happened earlier this fall um, when you signed your professional contract with Nike. Um, and that was, that was a very emotional moment. I was there and we were all really excited to be a part of that. Um, but you want to talk a little bit about what that has meant to you for Nike to acknowledge that you've been able to overcome your disability and really continue to run and have live the passionate life that you have. Yeah, so that day would just, it was emotional on so many levels for me. Like, I had known that they were considering signing me, but I, I was really unsure, like, but to see it actually happened it it meant a lot that so many people had were pushing that hard for me to get signed and really be fully involved with nike and um just working with nike and on uh helping test shoes helping innovate shoots has really um been quite the experience and um many people have asked me like oh you're signed on with nike does that mean you had to wear only nike or do nike only things but you know, even before I signed with Nike, I I was very passionate about Nike. I I've worn all Nike since my senior year of high school, so it wasn't that much of a change for me in regards to the wardrobe. But um, in regards to being the first athlete with CP two be signed to a pro contract that meant a lot to me. I don't necessarily believe in always saying I'm the first person with CP to do this, but to make Nike history and put my name in the Nike history books like that, it it really, it's mind-blowing and it's it's almost indescribable. I believe it. And it's just really, really powerful to see you continue to be the, the personality you are, really inspire people with who also have cerebral palsy to keep pursuing their life goals and not letting it hinder their life. Um, your, your hashtag, no such thing as a disability on Instagram is always very powerful to see. And you touched a little bit on shoes and you've worked with Nike on some shoes. And obviously this is not another sneaker podcast. So we like to talk about shoes here. Um, and so we've got in front of us a couple pairs of shoes that you've kind of worked closely with on Nike. And Julian, I'm going to hand you one of these shoes. And why don't you want to talk about Justin, talk to Justin a little bit about the shoe and get, get his opinion on it and everything. Yeah. So so, um, so Justin, I have the uh, Nike Pegasus Fly Ease in my hand. Uh, this is one of your shoes. 
you have a few pairs of these from what I understand. Uh, one in particular that's your own custom colorway with your logo on a tongue. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, we didn't we don't have that in studio today, but that's really cool that you have something like that with your own logo and everything. Um, so just kind of tell me what it's been like to be a part of, I mean, you said you've worn Nike since senior year, senior year of high school exclusively pretty much. And, um, to be working so close with a company on a technology that is so beneficial to not just you, but thousands of people across the world. Uh, what does that mean to you and how's that experience been? It means a lot to me because, you know, of course, improving the quality of shoes is always important and as such tell people what you put on your feet matters whether you want to acknowledge it or not what you put on your feet matters and i think we definitely agree with that julian and i (laughs) not in regards to style but for your health and just feel good what you put on your feet really matters and but this shoe is special in a sense not me but for so many other people this shoe can be game changing and life changing meaning it can help people get back up on their feet literally it could help people begin to function again. It could help people begin to... There's so many things this shoe can do for people. The revolution or even the flies having that wider opening uh, is something we work on to help include design uh for people with who wear leg braces because that's one of the common things among people who have cp well at least younger kids because when i was a younger i wore leg braces and i would have to wear really like shoes that were big clunky and two sizes too big and that's one of the many aims we take on this shoe is we want to make something that's affordable can help people and also looks good Absolutely. And I think like as we have the shoes in front of us, we have the, the Revolution and the, the Pegasus 35 Flyees. Um, the mechanism on the shoe is very unique because I remember several times for races, I've had to tie your shoes for you, your racing flats. And so obviously having for people and persons with uh, physical impairments, it's it's not as easy to tie their shoes. And so these shoes are unique in that they, they have the Velcro strap on the top, so it's easy to get into. And then they've got the zipper. And so basically they come pre-tied and then you can slip your foot in the back and then you can zip up with the easy strap and then Velcro across and then you're you're secured and you're ready to go. 
Um, and so that's for the people listening to the podcast who can't see the shoe. That's the best uh, best I can do of really describing it right now. But if you get the chance, definitely Google the shoe. There is a website, Flyies. If you Google Flyies, there is a website you can check out. Yeah, if you get the chance, definitely head over to Fly the Flyies website. Uh, really amazingly well put together website i even had the great opportunity to do a a second promotional video with nike to help promote uh this shoe and uh i was we were fortunate enough before it got torn down to do to do um the video on Hayward Field. That's always nice. And I think I also want to touch on real quick, like you were pretty instrumental in like the creation of the shoe or the evolution of the shoe, I should say. Nike had the technology in place before, but you, they kind of found you, they brought you up to Nike campus. You ran in a couple of shoes, gave your input on your experience wearing the shoe. So you were pretty instrumental in like the evolution of the shoe and making it for runners and making it work for people who may have CP or, or physical impairments. Um, and what does that mean to you that Nike reached out to you to really help make this shoe the best it possibly could be for people uh, like you? It really means a lot. I mean, when Nike brought me up to the campus, I thought it would just uh, show me around and, you know, do the fundraiser for my first year at Oregon because. John Truax, who I'm sure some of us, if not all of us, know. Big shout out to John Truax, a yeah, big supporter of Nike and Justin's projects. So. Big shout out to Johnny Wildhorse. Hashtag God's country. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag um, sponsored, maybe? Hopefully. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> Johnny's track me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All the plugs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. I thought it would just to um get we were getting funds for the first year and we accomplished that and but to have them bring me on this project was truly amazing I mean at the time I didn't realize it would turn into this I thought it was just something to do for fun and be an ambassador but to literally be wearing the first generation pair of fly shoes and get to see it develop through the stages has been quite a privilege and um I actually got to see both of these shoes on the shelves at uh, the Nike store in my hometown. And that was truly, like, wow. Mm. You know, because I just designed, helping give my input and design and help push this shoe forward has been quite an experience and uh there's actually a story that kind of goes with 
how like we kind of realized that like mm -hmm. oh this needs like work <laughs> let's hear it let's hear it i love to hear stories on this podcast so so it was my freshman year i had the first generation pair of flies it was about aug no S September 2016, our first, my first cross-country meet, William Invite. Right. I wore my, the Fly's first generation prototypes to the meet, and I had a pair of flat Nike shoes. They weren't necessarily streaks. Mm -hmm. But they were like flat shoes. That are made more for like running cross country races or on the roads, right? Yeah. Um, kinda. They looked more for like they were for the gym, but. Gotcha. But when I saw the terrain, I'm like, I'm a little. I was concerned for mm -hmm. wearing that shoe. So I'm like, I'll just wear the flies and call it a day. Mm -hmm. So I wear the flies. I think, you know, it's had some issues with the heel. You know, it's been sliding up and down. But I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. I'll be okay. <laughs> so the race starts <laughs> and about 150 meters into the race, um, my foot kind of drops and my right shooter goes flying. Oh no. Yeah. And so I, I, I kind of stood there for like 10 seconds like, oh crap, what the <laughs> hell do I do? <laughs> like, I, I'm not completely insane, <laughs> but I thought about being one of those crazy people who just runs the race barefoot. That's an eight-kilometer race, Justin. There was mud, <laughs> dirt, like, gravel. That would have been rough. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I can't do that. So I went back, got my shoe, put it back on, ran the race. Um, still did pretty well. I mean, I got lost, like, I took a round turn, but rebounded and ran like 42 and a half minutes. But anyway, I wasn't flustered about the situation because it told me the shoe needed improvement. And we, we went back and talked about it, went to the drawing board and that's where that cord on the back of the heel came from is that there wasn't enough support mm -hmm. in the heel because even before the race I noticed the shoe was sliding up and down. Mm -hmm. So ever since then we we've really made this quite a stable shoe and now you can go for an eight mile run in it and it's just fine it, it functions like a regular running shoe 
Yeah, which is really powerful, and it looks just like the normal Pegasus. So I mean, it's just really, really cool to see that your work and your input has really turned the shoe into to what it is now. Um, and it's really cool, also. Like Julian and I were talking about this, um, that it's been implemented in basketball shoes as well, um, and gym shoes, like the Revolution we have on the table right here. The technology in it is is really cool. And actually, there's there's been a hype shoe, like one shoe that has been talked about in the sneakerhead community that actually has the Flyeast technology in it. And Julian, like, do you want to give us a little bit about that shoe and how we didn't even realize it was Flyeast and then we heard it and it was like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, so the uh, Le- LeBron Soldier 12, which is the uh, side uh, shoe that LeBron puts out, is usually the more basketball-oriented and the cheaper alternative for the LeBron line. He released uh, a colorway that was dubbed Arthur, um, not exactly sure why. I I should probably look into that more, but uh, it's the Arthur colorway, and the shoe is Fly Ease, and it's a really cool colorway of a LeBron shoe, and it's really cool to get LeBron's stamp on a technology that you've been able to work on, and uh, this colorway is actually available now on Nike. It's a pretty hype colorway, and I think it's just really awesome to see the technology make it to uh, sneakers that are not even are they're performance based but they can also be worn outside of performance yeah i've actually never worn the flies basketball shoes but the story is actually behind that i'm not sure if you guys are familiar with how the flies originated it was actually from this guy who wrote the letter to nike i think 2015 I uh, saying he loves basketball but he can't put on his shoes and needs help so Nike actually designed came up with the concept of flies so they designed him a shoe with straps um um and they were LeBron's. So the the flies kind of originated as a basketball shoe. And then in 2016, we moved it into running. So it's really cool. I never met Matthew, but I would really love to meet him. It's been an honor carrying out the running side of flies, um, and knowing I can help him, uh, push the story of flies even further. Absolutely, and I think it's just it's really cool to see how it's evolved over time. Um, we also want to touch on so we 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 hinted at you getting becoming a, a professional runner for Nike and. Uh, signing that contract when you did in the fall. Um, and so with transitioning into life as a professional runner, you, you probably get a, a fair share of, of gear and a lot of cool stuff. Um, and so we're kind of curious, like, what's that life, what's that been like getting some of this cool gear and have there been some cool shoes to come through that you've gotten your hands on? Yeah, man, you know, you you definitely get your fair share of gear. You get to go to in the employee store um uh they i'm not sure what the spring box looks like but the winter box was really cool i got this jacket 
this hoodie is actually one of my favorite hoodies. My parents keep, like, me and my parents this past weekend. Because the box, I'm not trying to brag, but the box is so big <laughs> that you, at the time, I just couldn't take everything out, put it in my closet. So I'm like, I'll just keep one box and leave it in the box. <laughs> But granted, I took everything out of the plastic. Oh, yeah. So my mom and dad are like, you need to hang everything up <laughs> so you can alternate and wear new things. And, you know, they send you a lot of cool stuff like uh, ring gear, sweats, and. But I'm really excited. <laughs> for the spring box mm-hmm. like t-shirts and shorts and uh just yeah you know i've been trying to up my game and trying to alternate the outfits a little bit you know you gotta stay fresh and you gotta i'm trying to up the style <laughs> absolutely absolutely so um it was awesome to have a Nike professional athlete uh, be able to talk about some really important technology and be able to talk about um, just bring more awareness to CP. And it's uh, been really cool to see your your story unfold and be friends with you for as long as we have and hopefully continue to have that relationship for years to come. Yeah. The future of Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? I'm curious. So as we kind of wrap things up, yeah, what's, what would you say is the future and what, what have you been working on with, with Nike, Justin? Well, I, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> LOL. But, um, yeah, man, we have a lot of great things in the works. Um, we're working on the peg 36s. We're working on kind of integrating flies with, like, um, but everything, hopefully. Everything, hopefully. Like, people ask about what about making a soccer shoe or, um, or, you know, I don't play soccer, <laughs> but to, Hopefully be that voice and hopefully be on the a team where I can help um push it into that realm and expand flies would be great because what many people don't know is the shoe is out there but no one knows it's out there and I think if Nike we we can make the push and encourage everyone to not spread the word, but just word them out and let people know that this shoe is truly for everyone. It's not just if you have an injury or it's it's a good looking shoe and it works in your everyday life I'd, but 
I think if we can get that word out there, this shoe can impact a lot of lives, especially for those who have physical challenge. Absolutely, and hopefully everyone listening to this podcast right now will uh will hear about it, spread the word, um, let it be known. I think my next pair of running shoes is definitely going to have to be a Flyies pair. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to get you to sign them too, like Elliot Kipchoge <laughs> with the four percent. You're yeah. you're the Flyies guy, so I'm gonna have, have to try to do that for sure. Yes, please. If you haven't already, go to the Nike Flyies website and check out the Flyies, or go to my Instagram page. Click on the Nike story and everything you need to know about Flyies is there. It's worth the time. Flyies is honestly one of my favorite running shoes. I believe it. And it's awesome that we got to have you on the podcast. Everyone go follow Jess on Instagram. It's at Zoom Magic. Zoom Magic. Zoom Magic. Zoom Magic. One of the one of the best nicknames I think I've ever heard. Uh yeah, and that's it. So this is this is the podcast. Um, that's thank you, Justin, for for jumping in. We really do appreciate yeah. it. He might have a podcast coming out in the future, so that's why you got to follow him on Instagram to hear be the first to hear about that news. Um, super exciting stuff. But yeah, Justin, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it, and we want you to keep telling your story. And we're happy we could help spread that word a little bit more. So. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for being the second podcast I've done. Actually, the first in studio podcast i've done the first of many hopefully yeah all right justin thanks, thanks for jumping in guys dude. big thank you to justin thank you for coming on and you know sharing your stories with us being able to represent somebody or just uh cerebral palsy and the awareness month for it and just represent uh a nike pro athlete and what it means to be one and just what it means to be somebody with um just power to be able to reach people and share uh, stuff that not everybody knows about. I mean, I didn't know too much about cerebral palsy, honestly, until I met Justin. I never met somebody with it. And so uh, I'm very blessed to have met him and uh, learn more about his story and the stories of others. Absolutely. And, and, and just Flyease technology. Yeah, too. the Flyease project is so cool. Like, I, like for me, like, as someone who doesn't have these these physical impairments, like this Flyies project is still really cool because it's just they took the Pegasus thirty five, they added this technology to it. Like anyone, it looks like a normal shoe to the to the naked eye, and that's really cool to see that they're making these shoes that are for people. And then we touched on the the LeBron, the Arthur LeBron soldiers that like those are hype. Like like the Flyies shoes that are gaining uh, traction in the uh, the hype beast sneaker world and so that's just really exciting to see um and i'm really excited to see where that project goes and justin's continued uh, interaction with that um so that's really cool i definitely i think for my next pair of running shoes i want to pick up a pair of flyies and uh and just kind of help support justin i mean i've been friends with him for a while and so it's really exciting to see him get to, to work with nike so closely on a shoe and i'm sure that's a lot of people's goals to to be involved in that process but for him that that flyies project means more because it's helping other people like him um, and it's it's just amazing to see. So big thank you to Justin for coming on the show. Big thank you to Nike for being willing to get behind the cause and, and see see something as special as Justin and get behind him. That's just, you don't see that enough and that's just really powerful. So good good on them for doing that. Also so. excited to see not just Nike, but Adidas and uh, Puma and every other brand, not even just sneakers, but clothing in general, kind of start to get behind this and uh you know, get people who have these physical impairments and maybe start to cater more towards that 
and be more just inclusive as a whole. Not that we we're being exclusive before, but just, mm-hmm. you know, you need to have stuff available for everybody to be able to use, especially if somebody wants to, if their dream is to be an athlete or something of that nature, give them the the means to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I think Justin is a, is a good kind of like starting point for that. He's going to be a face behind it. And so that's going to be really exciting to see. Um, I do want to mention that I know with Nike's auto lacing shoes, this is something that they, they're also kind of made for people with, with physical impairments. It's very helpful for them. Um, University of Oregon student, now he's an alumni, but Ozil Men- Mendoza, um, he was diagnosed with ALS at the age of 21 or 22, maybe. I don't remember which one, but um, he was still like in his junior, senior year of University of Oregon. He got diagnosed with ALS, started losing motor function in his hands. And uh, I remember I was involved in, in a group that we kind of pitched in a lot of money to uh, buy him some of the Earl auto lacing adapt, hyper adapt basketball or just shoes from Nike. Um, and like he wears those all the time because he can just press the button and they'll lace to his feet because he can't use his hands. So like just little projects like that go a long way. I know Puma's got their auto lacing technology in the work. So like they don't even... Maybe they're just like, we want to make cool technology, but it has benefits to people like that. And so it's just really cool to see that potential. And so it's just really cool to have Justin come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we hope you enjoyed not just this episode, but this uh, this season of ours, this first introductory season. See, I know that the Daily Emerald two years ago wrote a cover story about Ozil and, and his wife and, and their story. Um, so we're going to link to that in the description of the podcast. So definitely go check that out. But yeah, it's been a pretty fun season, right, you? Yeah, uh, grateful for everybody who's tuned in this season. This is our ninth episode and, again, final of the season. We'll be back in two weeks or a week or two with our next season after spring break. And uh, we're excited to be back with y'all. I hope you're excited to have us back. And because uh, we're gonna we're gonna be here for to stay. Oh, don't worry. When we come back, we're gonna have a lot more co- content to talk about. We're gonna be excited. Instagram is gonna be popping as we'll always. Have warm weather. Yeah, warm weather. Like I said, we'll have. It'll be shorts weather and styling shoes with shorts is a whole entire different game. So we'll definitely talk about that multiple times. But yeah, go follow us on Instagram if you haven't already at Not Another Sneaker. I'm not sure what Julie and I are doing for spring break yet. We're still figuring it out, but I'm sure there's gonna be some cool sneaker picks in the progress. So you're not gonna not gonna wanna miss that. Um, and we're doing sticker giveaways as always. And this week, the word definitely is going to be Gallegos. Um, and honor Justin coming on the show. We're super grateful for him. And we love when we get to do special things like that. And we're hoping to do more of that uh, next season as well. If you have a story that you want to come on and talk to us about or share with us, again, just reach out to us. You have you uh, follow us on Instagram. You can DM us, comment, anything like that. You can also uh, message us privately. I'm at Julian the Cut on almost every platform. Mm-hmm. And I'm at Run J. Will on Instagram and Twitter. So, yeah, pretty, so, pretty accessible. If, if you have anything, let us know. And um, we'll catch you guys next season. Yeah, on release day, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. All right. Have a good one. See you guys later.